Welcome to the podcast. My name is Chris Haquez, and this is Your Best Life Defined. If you're ready to launch your life and discover the secret to true happiness and success, you've come to the right place. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hmm. All right, all right. Hey, guys, what's going on? Hey, welcome to the show. I'll tell you what. Here's the deal. Uh, podcast number 400, my 400th attempt to get the attention of the world. And that's truly what I'm doing. Let's just face it. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to actually make a difference in in your life. And of course, in my life too. I mean, because the better I am, the better I can be for you. And I know that's some sort of uh, Pollyannish attitude, especially in the in the world we live in today, where everyone's so focused on themselves and they're self-serving. And and granted, you need some of that. We need to take care of ourselves first, but not to the extent that someone you cut someone off in traffic and then you jump out of your truck and you threaten to kick their butt. Right? That's what we're dealing with. I. Entitlement is the big issue. And then, of course, mixed in on all that is the chaos of all of this crazy information that just keeps pouring into our brains, right? And people say, well, no, I'm happy. You know, I'll tell you, I made a mistake. For the 400 podcast, forget about everything I've said when it comes to what you own, the house, the car. I'd like to, I like to bust down on the grass. Nah, screw that. I don't care about it. Just do whatever you want to do. The question is, how does it feel? 400 podcasts in, I'm looking at it, I'm looking at the numbers, I'm thinking, you know, people just really aren't interested in what I have to say. And I had to sit back and evaluate. If you notice, I didn't do a podcast. I think it's been two weeks since I did a podcast, partly because in the, in the, at the onset, uh, we had a graduation. We went out to Michigan. My daughter is a full-fledged OBGYN. I'm proud to announce that. She finished her uh, everything she needed to do, 12 years of schooling or something like that. Actually, it's her second degree. Went out and celebrated that. I was there hanging out with my two wonderful grandkids and my family, and I'm looking at what I have to do to do a podcast. I dropped the ball. But then again, I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and I'll take it for what it is. But if you're going to judge me for the fact that I missed a podcast, let me judge you for the fact that you're swimming in debt. Oh, no. No, that's not the tone this is supposed to take. But the reality is this. Listen, I show up every day and I, I do what I can to capture the most of everything in my life. And I don't know if you know that. I mean... Maybe it sounds like bragging when I say, well, I've got two podcasts going now. I've got the RV Survival Guy. I've got Your Best Life Defined. I've got one book published. I've got a blow it. It's blowing up on TikTok, two channels there. I'm working on my second book. I'm trying to decide on a second career amid all this. Isn't that crazy? Here I am retired. My wife and I both retired at 54. And yet that story isn't enough to get your curiosity up. Now, the reality is this, after spending some time thinking about it, I came up with a a possible cause. I'm not as interesting as some young girl, some 22-year-old girl showing off her hoo-ha on TikTok. And I'm not as interesting as the latest Mission Impossible movie. You're not me sitting on the edge of your chair going, oh, my God. Because we know he wins, right? We we know how those, those story end. I'm just a... I'm a 60-year-old guy who's got a lot of motivation, a lot of energy, and a lot of desire to help those people in the world who are ready to live a better life. And really, that's what this is all about. So, so you know, I've decided not 
to cancel the podcast. And granted, it's Monday. It hasn't shown up yet, and that's fine. But let me just start out here. You know, you're not familiar with me. You don't know a damn thing about me, except for I seem to be this guy who's all over social media. And a lot of the stuff I say, I say too fast. I'm talking too fast. I get all that. I get all that. I am far from being perfect, right? But there's a reason that I'm qualified to sit here and, and share this story with you and ask you questions about how it feels. The number one reason that I'm qualified to be here is because I was in your shoes. I spent most of my life doing exactly the same things you do every day, right? I had the garage full of crap. I had uh, weeds and lawn and sprinkler systems. And, you know, there was a reason that we jumped off on it. I mean, there was a reason I was okay marrying my wife when she was 16. Had a baby on the way. I was barely 18, and we we zipped right into that American dream. We jumped right into that package. I, I found a house. We rented a house for $69 a month. Little one-bedroom. It was actually probably about the size of the RV we live in now, right? I know all about struggle. I've, we struggled a lot. Struggled as, I mean, we bought two old houses that I had to not only renovate, but I had to learn how to renovate them, right? And, and you know, as granted, according to the picture, I mean, I was right on track. Probably not as doing as well as some of the guys who went to college, came back, became teachers and lawyers and stuff like that. But I managed to understand the concept of what it means to work hard, right? And that's that's what that's what this is. This is the culmination of all of that experience. So I'm thinking to myself, well, why aren't I connecting? And I go back and I listen to some of the podcasts and I'm thinking, well, it's because I keep attacking your way of life. And that's what it feels like. Right. I get it. I'm like, well, why do you own a house and you got a mortgage and you're thinking, well, God dang, what other option do I have? Right. And therein lies the problem. If you're like most people. This is the option. The house, the car, the kids, the debt. And I, I, I don't care about that. I have a house. I have a car. My kids are all grown. I don't have any debt. So let me just, let's just step back and let me bring this conversation back around to where it needs to be. When you woke up this morning, how did it feel? You're sitting here listening to this podcast and I don't, it doesn't matter to me what time of day it is. How does it feel as you're sitting in your vehicle or wherever you are where you're listening to this and you look around what your next next three days is going to look like, how many, how many moments within that time are you going to have that actually just inspire you? And people say, well, well you can't, you, you don't always get to do what makes you happy. And I guarantee that. I'm sitting here right now and like I said, two weeks I missed the podcast and I'm, I'm not really feeling that excited about it. And partly it's because, you know, you look at the numbers, you look at the response to what you do and the effort you put into it and how much work it is and how I mean, the big thing is how friggin easy would it be for me to walk away? I don't I don't need the money. And that's a good thing because I, I'm not making any money on this. I'm not getting paid to do this. Right. I'm a volunteer to help you make your life better. Right. The reason I do it is because it sets the bar higher for me. And it's because I believe, given the fact that my wife and I started out so young and I was so ignorant to so many things. And, and I guarantee you, I have done everything, most everything I do, I do the hard way. You know, 
you, you try, you fall down, you try, you fall down, you think you suck, you, you drop off into the pit of despair because you think, oh man, am I just crazy? But then you wake up and you think about your options. I mean, you could be fishing today. Uh, Tim Ferriss, he illustrates it. And I, I'm an avid audiobooker. I think I've got 100 titles under my belt since I retired in six years. Not a bad record for most people. A lot of information, a lot of good information I didn't know anything about. But back to Tim Ferriss. Let's talk about this dude. Dynamic guy. Smart. Amazing guy. I listened to one of his books. It's called The 4-Hour Workweek. And basically what Tim Ferriss says, let me restate this so you understand it because this is important. Tim Ferriss says, if you want to work six months a year and have six months off, you have two choices. You can learn how to make the money you make in a year in six months, or you can learn how to live on half as much money as you make now. Either way, technically, you could take six months off and go do whatever the hell you want to do, right? There's the ticket. Now, the question is, why don't we? Well, think about it. <laughs> How many people do you know take six months a year off to go play? In fact, if you suggested that to someone, let's say someone who loves you and really cares for your future, let's say your mom or dad or someone that's close to you, say, hey, listen, we've been thinking and we're going to take six months a year off. We're just going to save our money and we're going to go travel the Caribbean or do what we want to do. You, you do know what they're going to tell you. Well, that's crazy. You can't take six months off and have fun. And yet, this is the same. These are the same people. When you look at their plan, you know what their plan is going to be. And, and this is likely your plan, too, unless you decide to change it. And that is, they're going to work their entire life, five, six days a week for 30, 40 years. And then they're going to take time off to go play. Now, and I'm the, I'm the crazy one here because I'm advocating that you start playing now at 20. Screw the whole idea of owning the big house. You need a place to sleep. You need a place to get out of the weather. You need a place to fix your food, get rested up, take a shower so you can go out into the world and have some fun. And the people you tell this story to about six, taking six months off, that's not what their plan is. Their, their biggest plan is to hopefully have some Social Security benefits for when they retire. And yet, no one wants to hear this from me. Now, you know why? I, I have it figured out. I, I can't compete with the media. I can't compete with all of the distractions that corporate America keeps handing you about how amazing life is, how happy you'll be if you own a car, own a house, own all that crap, buy the latest, greatest big screen TV, all that crap you do with one question. How happy are you? How excited at this very moment are you? Obviously, you're listening to this podcast, right? Your best life defined. What does that mean? That's the bullshit story about this whole thing. I am the crazy one, but at least I'm being realistic about it. I'm looking around. People are more angry than ever, more impatient than ever. You're in a hurry. Think about how you feel when you get in your car and you're headed anywhere. You grab the wheel, you're like, oh, it's almost like going to a fight. You go in the grocery store, you got people stopping in the aisles. You're trying to get your stuff, get out so you can get home because you got cold beer waiting in the fridge and you've been thinking about it since noon, right? 
And yet someone like me comes along and says, do you really want 4,000 square foot of house that you're going to have to work to pay for, work to clean, work to maintain, and spend your entire friggin' life trying to get paid off? And you know what's funny? I was talking to a gal because I'm thinking about an alternative um, career. I'm studying for something right now, and it involves insurance and stuff like that. But what's ironic about that whole conversation is, is we keep... We keep talking about it as if it's making us happy. How many people do you see smiling right now? People blame COVID. People blame, oh, you know, the economy's bad, fuel prices. Does it concern me that the fuel prices are high? Yeah, does it concern me the cost of groceries are going through the roof? You know, bacon's as expensive as a ribeye. Yeah, it's kind of concerning. It is concerning for me. But my point is, what do you what are what are you or I going to do about that? What action can we take to lessen the burden that we face with what's going on in the world, right? With things we can't control. Well, I don't know. My thinking is you might not want to be carrying debt. See, I don't like paying 635 a gallon for diesel fuel in Michigan. But that's not going to stop me if we were actually hadn't changed plans and we're sitting tight for a while because we're looking at alternative careers. I got some other ideas that I want to complete and traveling makes it a little tough. But if we weren't, we were still on the road and we hadn't already been up to Michigan, the cost of fuel wouldn't matter to me nearly as much because I don't owe anybody. I'm not even spending the income that I make now, even with all the stuff that we have going on with the inflation and interest rates. But in order for you to grab a hold of that, you have to be honest, right? How great, how freaking great is it? I don't know, I I don't want to talk about lawn anymore because apparently there are some people who don't want to hear about their choices being bad. But that's not because the choices aren't crappy choices. It's it's a crappy choice for you to go in debt for $400,000 for a house, for a, a, a structure that you spend less than three hours a day in. Think about it. $400,000 house. You leave the house by seven o'clock. You don't get home until five or later. Usually hit the bed by nine, 10, or even 11. Let's just say 11 o'clock. You're paying that kind of money for four hours. And then there's the question. You got that big house If you sit by your bay window and you look out at all the cars go by and you're imagining in your mind that every one of them is pausing and just taking a second to appreciate how amazing you are in your big-ass house with your fancy vehicle, they're not. They don't give two shits about you. They're rushing home to their own set of obligations. And again, bring it back around. How's it feel? How did it feel to wake up this morning? How did it feel to head out the door? How do you feel when you're sitting in traffic? How do you feel when you're sitting across a table from some butthead you work with and he doesn't do anything, but yet he gets all the praise and there you are picking up all the pieces on the backside, but because of your debt, you can't change it. Because of a garage full of crap and all the things you, you've been taught to believe will make you happy. All of those items prevent you from making choices that will make you happy. All right? You following me on this? 
I'm Katie bar the door. I don't owe anyone anything. I certainly don't. I owe you honesty, right? I owe you the opportunity for you to think about it. I don't care if you like me or you hate me. The truth is still the truth. And the reality is this. It's a lot. It feels a lot better. It's a lot more energizing to do what you love to do than it is to do what you hate to do. Oh, man, that's an epiphany. But if that's such an obvious statement, why do so many people spend so much time working jobs that suck to buy things that are mediocre at best from the standpoint of energy and excitement? If you want to have an amazing life, I, I suggest you could probably start by doing things that you view are as amazing, right? Uh, the, those amazing things in your life. I love it. I love it. I don't hate this because every time I show up here, the 400 podcasts, I think I'm a lot better than I was before. If it, for no other reason, it just keeping the conversation going. I think for the most part, I was trying too hard. I was really trying too hard. I wanted working so hard at pleasing you. And guess what? Now I'm working on pleasing me. If you like it, if you're interested in, in, in changing your life, you can. All you have to do is change directions. Because I guarantee you, you're not going to get it done by staying on the same path as you are. Now, that is a promise. How can you expect to have a, an amazing life when you do everything everyone else is doing, but you look at everyone else and they're, they're average at best on the, on the energy level? How many conversations will you have today that are like, oh, man, I can't wait. Oh, man, guess what I get to do when I get home? Oh, man. Oh, I, I love travel. Oh, man, I, I, I love wondering what bill to pay. Oh, I wonder. Oh, I love inflation. I love the not being able to, to buy the things I want because I don't have the money because I got this big house they told me would make me happy. And really inside, I'm not feeling that happy. I can assure you I'm not the crazy one. Not at all, not by any standard, because the one thing I understand or the one truth about myself is I'm being completely honest. Is RV life the best life in the world for me? No, it has its drawbacks. Of course, it's 100 degrees. It's going to be 100 degrees again today. And no matter what I've done so far, I can get my RV down to about 76 degrees in the heat of the day. Does that suck? Yeah, it kind of sucks. But I bet it doesn't suck nearly as bad as being out there on a Saturday at 10 o'clock in the morning, 100 degrees, mowing that lawn, taking care of that crop no one eats, right? Now, is this to say, let me just get back here because people get the impression, well, well, what are you saying? I'm going to live in an RV. No, the gist of this entire podcast is this. If you love it, do as much of it, incorporate as much of it as you can into your life. If it inspires you, add as much of it as you can, add as much time into that as you possibly can so that you can experience that. If it doesn't bring your level to your energy to the level of inspiration, reduce it, shrink it, get it down to the smallest denominator. Put another way, and not to be gross, but put another way. Let's just think about it. Think about anything you do in your life as some, as, as a sandwich. Now, the things you have to do, let's say you have a crappy job, you don't really like your job, that is a, that's, a, that's a crap sandwich. That's a shit sandwich right there you're going to eat, right? You eat it every day. You get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, head out, you do what you got to do. And, and granted, uh, here's the thing. Acceptance is, is the key to survival. 
guys in prison who are doing life, the reason they're able to laugh, yuck it up, and not walk around all pissed off every day is because they accept the fact that this is what their life looks like, right? That's just the, the bottom line. And when it comes from that standpoint of acceptance, you're no different. You're over there doing asphalt, 100 degrees outside, out on the highway, cars zipping by, even though it's a slow zone. They just don't give two shits about whether you live or you die. You're not walking around all pissed off because you got to do asphalt. You're yucking it up with the boys, find a shady, shady place to sit at lunch, maybe cap, catch a couple few minutes of sleep or whatever. But, but you just it's, it's just okay, right? It's what you do. But what if you had another choice? What if you were able to sit in an air-conditioned office and instead of doing asphalt, you actually want to pursue your first dream of writing or of working for a newspaper or being a graphic designer or being a nurse, a doctor, attorney, a lawyer, the list goes on. Maybe a pro bass fisherman with a big old bass boat and all the gear sponsors. I mean, and I, and I get it. I get it. Most people, well, you, well, you don't, you can't do that. I don't know. Chuck Liddell made a living fighting. Uh, Bellator MMA, Bellator badass dude. And he, look where he's at now. He's got YouTube channels, people watching, people admiring him. He's got gyms and training fighters. You think he wakes up every day going, oh man, I, I wish I didn't have to do this. Or even me. I went live on TikTok here a couple weeks ago, I think now, um, doing a live pod bean. Um, I'm also doing the regular podcast, which is this one. And I'm going to do an RV. I don't know if I'm going to do an RV uh, show because it works, but there's a reason. It's because, you know, I'm building something. I don't know where this is going, but it feels good for me to say, yeah, I don't care what you think. Do I need you? Well, no. To be honest with you, I'm. this is a gift. I'm giving you something. I'm giving you the opportunity to take a step away from what you've been taught, because that's the truth. Let's face it. You have learned to value what you value based on what you've been taught to believe. And I, can, I have trouble finding anyone who doesn't believe a house is a great investment. Okay. Well, there's a lot of great investment. Land's a great investment. Um if you're a bass fisherman and you love it on the water and you like playing every weekend or every evening and every weekend, then then you could actually argue that a bass boat is a great investment. My RV, from the standpoint of money, no, not a great investment, just like that boat. And depending on where you're at on that house, maybe that house isn't a great investment after all, especially if the economy crashes. But this RV isn't, I'm not, I didn't buy this RV to make money. I bought this RV so I could go have fun, so I'd have a launch pad for Bar Harbor, Maine, for Yuma, Arizona, for Mesa, Arizona, for Destin, for Perdido Key, for every one of the places that we've been able to park this unit, get a good night's sleep, and then pop that door open the next day and say, all right, now what? Wow, I just bought a ring light. I I, I don't know what I was thinking. I'm old school portrait photographer and for a long time here i am i'm busting my butt i'm setting up stands and it's just make it's just so cumbersome i think i spent 30 bucks on a ring light and i've got a uh, a camera a, a computer a webcam to go with it for some of the stuff i'm doing i think i probably got about 130 dollars in the whole thing is it worth it hell yeah it's worth it because it perpetuates what i love to do am i going to make any money on it i don't have a clue 
I don't have a clue. I promote the book, Art Living and Traveling in an RV, The Ultimate Survival Guide. I keep pushing it out there. Hey, check it out. Was it a struggle to write it? Hell yeah. Did I enjoy writing it? Heck yeah. Am I enjoying the fact that no matter what happens in my life from this point on, I can say I authored a book and I'm working on my second book? Yeah, I think I'm good to go on that. So I don't know, guys. I you If you have questions for me, reach out to me. Um, Comment on on the pod being on the on the podcast itself. You can also reach me on social media. I'm all over the place. Just type in Chris Haquez, J A Q U E Z. You know, I guess it just it culminated all. It comes down to this: if you go to a water park, or here, let me just give you a really a prime example here. So, Florence, Colorado, has what's called the Wet Parade, and what they do is they have a parade Fourth of July every year. And what they do is they just, they have a section that's for people who don't want to get wet. And then there's about a three block section where water trucks and fire trucks and anything with water, there's a ladder extended over the street where the wet part starts and it's just showering. And you know, what's really cool is I didn't see an angry person in the crowd of people who were playing in the water. And I was amazed because I never thought of water as being some sort of stimulant that made people just turn into kids. But it's true. Here you got 60-year-old men out there with their big old water guns, you know, because when you are when you got money, when you're old and you're working, you can buy a really good water gun, right? So they're out there splashing each other and just having a grand old time, right? And the cool part is it didn't matter what they had to do to get there. They were there, right? They were in that moment blasting it. And I was just like, I was amazed by just how simple it is to find joy, right? And that was a prime example. When when do you not have fun when you're playing in the water on a hot day? Kids laugh, adults laugh. It, it was just a wonderful time. And that's kind of what I'm talking about. When you wake up every day, you should have moments like that in your day every day you should have moments like that where you're just like wow that was cool giggling acting like a teenager excited you know a characteristic i have of that is i get the story up quick so i i I don't have any trouble making decisions you know it's like i decided to do the podcast i do it i decided to do a live tiktok i do it i decided to write a book i just do it right i'm an action kind of guy but part of the energy that comes from that is the conversation i don't i don't mind telling people hey yes i am crazy and i know you don't have the courage or the will or the energy to do this but i do you know why because it comes from within myself and that brings you to the final part of this conversation before I check out for the week. And that is, when you do what you love, it's easy to be excited about it. When you're hooking the boat up at three in the morning because you're headed out, it's an hour to the lake and you want to get there before the sun comes up. You're not struggling. You're not struggling. Oh my God, I got to get up. Maybe I won't. No, you get up. You fix your sandwich the night before. You get to bed late. Three hours sleep. You're back up. You're ready to go. And all day long, all you're thinking about is how much fun you're having and you're enjoying the moment. And I realize that's a, that's a, that's the, the exception but it doesn't have to be. You don't have to swim in debt. You can say, all right, we need a place to live. Let's 
establish what the purpose of this thing is just like your vehicle gets you back and forth to work the house you live in it serves a purpose and when you identify why you're purchasing it then you can make sure it fits and then all of those resources that you have beyond that can be applied to chasing dreams I'm not advocating you quit your job. You don't have to quit your job to live an amazing life, even if your job sucks. And the reason I know this is because I retired from a federal prison. People say, oh, my God. Yeah, sometimes it was, oh, my God. Sometimes I'm over there thinking, what in the hell did I get myself into? But you notice I didn't quit that job. You know why? Because it funded this. That job gave me the opportunity to do this, to live a comfortable life. The only regret I have in working that job was I didn't know what I know now a lot sooner. Because had that been the case, everything about my life would have changed. So, sorry guys, I don't know if you like it. I don't know if you don't like it, but I do know this. We can say what we want about the choices we're making, this this pre-made plan that everyone keeps is handed to us and we all grow up believing it's not the it's not the grandiose unicorns and lollipops story we all keep pretending it is and the sooner you jump into the reality of what you love to do and start going after stuff that inspires your life the happier you're truly going to be and i'm talking about true happiness that's all i can say about it hey listen i'm chiming out on 29 minutes i hope you tune in i hope you share i hope you understand what i'm saying i'm not making any money on this I mean, it's not about the money. It's the fact that I wake up every day. I have blessed with the life I have, with the children I have, with the opportunities I have. And I believe I owe it to myself and to whoever created this thing for me to give some of that back. I hope you grab a hold of it. I'm not stopping. I'll see you next Monday. I'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to hit the likes, share. And as always, Launch every day from a platform of kindness, and I guarantee you'll get kindness back. Till next time, my name is Chris Haquez, and this is Your Best Life Defined.